The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we are catching up with Sean Gregory. Sean is Chief Executive Officer of the WA and North Queensland Gold Explorer, Great Southern Mining. Great Southern trades under the code GSN, or Gold Sierra November, to be sure. It was last trading at 8.2 cents for a market cap of about 34 million. There's lots to talk about with this one across three key projects. Cox's Find and Monami in the prolific Laverton region of WA, and of course the North Queensland project. Interest in the stock was piqued uh, recently by some spectacular high-grade hits at Cox's Find, which sits on the Dukedom Greenstone Belt. Best results included uh, 5.6 metres at 80 grams a tonne, and 1.1 metre at 404 grams a tonne. And so what's that? Uh, roughly 13 ounces of gold, if you don't mind. Cox's Fine was a high-grade producer in the late 1930s and early 1940s under WMC. It uh, produced a report of 77,000 ounces of gold at a grade of 22 grams a tonne. Uh, it's worth noting it's just a long strike from the Regis Resources multi-million ounce Gardenwell gold mine, so bulk tonnage, lower-grade potential, is also of interest. As we know, the market loves high-grade gold stories. The success and subsequent takeovers of Spectrum and Egan Street come to mind, where new life was found at and along strike from historic operations. And there's also some news out today on drilling about to resume at Cox's Fine. So, as I mentioned, lots to talk about. With that, I welcome Sean to the podcast. Hi, Sean, and thanks for your time today. Hello, Barry. Uh, thanks for having me. Right. Now, Sean, uh, it'd be great if you could, uh, we could start out by getting a bit of a prof- professional background on yourself. I note, notice you signed up as CEO quite recently. Um, so the obvious question there would be what attracted you to the uh, Great Southern story? Sure, Barry. Yeah, I've joined uh, Great Southern, been in the chair for two months now. My background, uh, more than 20 years experience in the WA mining industry, uh, initially in the iron ore industry uh, with BHP Billiton. Uh, but perhaps one of the highlights of my career was General Manager Technical Services with Mineral Resources, uh, ASX Listed Mining Services Company, who also um, owns um, several iron ore and lithium mines. After that, I moved to a company called Barrow Resources, listed company where I was managing director for three years and completed a pre-feasibility study on a cobalt project and also some successful gold exploration around the Coolgardie region. Uh, but coming now to Great Southern Mining, this is my uh, second effort as a, a CEO of a, of a listed enterprise, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about the assets that we've got at Great Southern. I think it's um, um, a wonderful portfolio of, of assets, and, and also the team that I've got behind me is um, certainly a very capable and, and sizable team, quality board, and, uh, and plenty of horsepower in the team to help deliver the results we need. Okay. Uh- Cox is fine, as I said, generated a lot of interest recently. Just uh, what have you got there? Uh, maybe 
run through some of the results to date and obviously the forward drilling program. Yeah, so Cox's Find is located just north of Laverton in Western Australia. And Laverton, as you know, is a, a highly prospective belt. It's a highly productive belt that's produced over 25 million ounces of gold over the years. And Cox's Find is right in the heart of the Jupiter belt, which is mostly controlled by Regis Resources, where they've got some very profitable mines. You mentioned the multi-million ounce uh, garden well mine and processing centre, as well as uh, Rosemount and Moolart Well and, and many others up and down that belt. Our land holding is, is right in the heart of that country, um, but in contrast to many of those aforementioned deposits, uh, Cox's Find is a very high-grade system uh, that is quite anomalous for the belt. Historical production is 77,000 ounces at an average grade of 22 grams per tonne. And the deposit uh, has been in the hands of private prospectors for um, uh, many decades. And, and there has been some small-scale open pit mining and some heat leaching and so forth. But really, over the last 30 years, there hasn't been any systematic exploration. And that's what we're now doing uh, for the first time. Right. The, um, you mentioned it was in private hands. Uh, the acquisition was made last year, was it? Yeah, that's correct. We, we brought it into the Great Southern Stable um, in late 2018. And uh, our maiden drilling uh, campaign, well, we did some drilling in 2019 and also 2020. And through that drilling, we've had some outstanding successes. Uh, you mentioned some of the very high-grade hits. We've had the excitement of the visible gold. Um, and uh, what we've been able to demonstrate is that uh, that wasn't just a, a nugget effect, uh, but we've got um, at least five uh, uh, Bonanza grade hits into one unmined panel down at level five and six that the old timers have left behind for us. So some of the, you mentioned the highlight, five metres at 80 grams, including a metre at 404 grams per tonne, um, but uh, there's plenty of other five metre hits in that same panel uh, running up in the double digit uh, grams per tonne. Our objective now is to see if we can find the extension to that system. And we've just put out an announcement today and very pleased to announce that we're back out, we're, we're about to head back out drilling at Cox's Fine. Uh, we've got a drill rig booked for the first week of December and uh, we're endeavouring to chase that system um, both at depth and then also step out um, 400 metres um, to the south and 1,000 metres to the north, uh, where we've got some um, uh, targets that we're quite excited about, where we've got the same stratigraphy and the same structure um, that is certainly worthy of drill testing. Yeah. Well done on securing the rigger. I'm hearing it's uh, getting increasingly difficult to secure one. Um, some people are telling me they can secure a rig, but not the crew to man it. So. Uh, good luck with the uh, first week of December. Yeah, look, we're very pleased there. We've got a great relationship with our drilling contractor, PXD, and, and, and really mm. pleased that uh, they've agreed to uh, come on and do it at the same terms and conditions uh, from earlier in the year. Mm. Um, and uh, that's why it's really important that you, uh, you maintain your, your relationships with your suppliers and look after them, and, and then they'll be there to help you when, when at, at times like this when we really need them. Mm. Uh, I mentioned, well, from my reading, I got the sense that Cox's find is not just about uh, high-grade shoots. Um, 
a long strike or at depth. Um, there's also a, a bulk lower grade uh, scenario potential there, is it? Yeah, look, that, that uh, relates to our uh, Monomy project, which oh, is okay. uh, about 20 kilometres uh, uh, south of Laverton. Um, and that project is a really interesting story. I think one of the things about all of our projects is there is this key strategic link with nearby hungry neighbours. So at Cox's Find, the hungry neighbours reaches and, and wouldn't they love to have some high grade to blend in with their low grade. At Monomy, the hungry neighbour is the Granny Smith Mill, which is only 10 kilometres away, owned by Goldfields Australia. And there, as their miners pro uh, progressed underground, uh, they're feed tonnages have dropped off and they're presently operating at about half the capacity of that mill. So any feed would be good feed for them and Monomy certainly fits the description with us having a 1.1 million tonne at 1.7 grams per tonne for 59,000 ounces of inferred mineral resources um, and like I said only 10 kilometres from Granny Smith. Now we don't have any uh, deal in place with Granny Smith but our objective is to make it as easy as possible um, as we can to make it a walk-up staff and a shovel-ready project. And that's really where my background comes into play as an experienced project developer that's been uh, lucky enough to be involved in opening and closing large mines and small. Um, we've mapped out the steps that need to be done. So we'll be going through and doing, uh, we've actually got a heritage survey underway as we speak on the site and they're not only surveying the where we want to drill but uh, also where we want to mine and where we've designed a hall road. Uh, we're working through all, we've come up with a plan for all of our biological surveys and all of those technical studies, geotech, hydrogeology, um, yeah, whittle shell optimizations, um, a resource upgrade and so forth. And for a pretty modest expenditure and something that uh, we don't see as a major distraction to our exploration mandate. We believe we can get a shovel-ready mine approved, um, uh, certainly in 2021 next year. Um, and we believe that's a value-adding step and could be a very useful source of cash flow to fund our exploration mandate, both at Monomy at depth and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So that near-term production push uh, very much focused on Monomy, whereas Cox's find is a, a bit more step back. Let's see how big this thing might be. Yeah, correct. So Scott, uh, Cox's find is is very much a um, you know extension and discovery play. We haven't declared a mineral resource on Cox's find as yet. Uh, we think there's more drilling to be done uh, to expand that mineralisation, and that's what we're doing. So. It's um, still some work ahead of us at Cox's Fine, and, and we think there's still um, a lot of large discovery potential there, the high grade that we're chasing. Beyond the main mining lease itself, um, we're also pleased to report that we've secured a first-in-time application for 50 square kilometres surrounding the Cox's Fine mine. And we put out an announcement on that last week, which identified that uh, that Land holding has all three of the main structures of the Buchanan Belt charging through the tenement, and uh, we're um, uh, pushing that one through to Grant as quickly as we possibly can because the review of the historical exploration data um, suggests that there are some drill-ready targets uh, that have fallen straight out of that ground. So we'll be looking to get that one granted as soon as we can and, and, and again, more opportunities to, um, to go and find some... Um, uh, high-grade gold deposits uh, right in the heart of the Jupiter Belt.
Mm, I, I saw that one. Um, I must admit, I wondered how could that be possible with uh, the gold market as hot as it is, uh, that there's fake well, land look, there. Um, and I'm happy to explain that to you, Barry, as well. Look, this isn't uh, ground like that that's just sitting there vacant, um, but very, you know, happy to uh, inform you how that came about. Mm. Uh, it was quite a sort of complex um, arrangement where a company called Stone Resources was um, uh, looking to divest their Ben Hur deposit, and um, which was a successful transaction where they sold their Ben Hur deposit to uh, to Regis Resources for ten million dollars. And right. through that process, we were able to um, uh, insert ourselves into that uh, process and uh, facilitate that deal. Um, which enabled Regis to secure the Ben-Hur deposit and enabled us to um, pick up what we think is uh, um, uh, the jewel in the crown. Um, uh, by enabling that deposit to happen, uh, we ended up getting the expiration ground. Mm, so in a sense then, is it fair enough to say that um, Great Southern's acting as a, a, you know, a quasi-expiration arm for Regis in the area? Well, yeah, look, there's no formal relationships in place, but look, I, I really see our gold exploration industry as being a very collegiate industry. Um, I've just come back from diggers and dealers and certainly without the um, East Coast brokers there and so forth, I think diggers took on a more collegiate nature than perhaps would normally be the case. And I just found it wonderful to um, the amount of support and cooperation that we had from all of the um, exploration managers from all of the mm. different companies. Ultimately, we all want to see the industry uh, succeed. And, and if people are discovering gold deposits and you look at the success, you mentioned a couple, Egan Street, uh, Spectrum, success like that is good for everybody. It's good for the industry. You know, you look at the success of DeGray, for example, the Averian deposit, um, you know, up uh, up in the Patterson province. And all of these success stories, I think, are giving credibility to the industry. And um, I, I think that uh, everybody uh, in the industry would, would love to see more discoveries happen. And uh, if Great Southern uh, makes them, um, everybody wins. Mm. Uh, you're spot on there about uh, discovery and it's, uh, it's lit the gold sector up for investors with to Gray and Haveron, etc. I was wondering, um, do you see any challenge from this uh, the gold price in the wake of the US election with that fifty dollar dump, but then kind of stabilising? Do you see any threat uh, in the medium term for investor interest in the sector, or do you expect gold to maintain current levels? Yeah, look, gold has obviously enjoyed um, a wonderful rise over the last couple of years, and the uncertainty associated with uh, the pandemic and so forth has um, has uh, seen the gold price um, maintain those high levels, but truth be told, it actually did did rise up um, well before that. And I think that um, you know gold is um, you know the staple of a, a value store right across our economy. We've got low interest rates are here to stay for many many years. Um, people have got to store their wealth somewhere, and uh, there isn't a safer place uh, to store it than gold. Um, and look, there was a little. Uh, uh, you know, the US election uh, now behind us. Um, look, I think that's um, positive for the world economy generally, but in a, in a world of low interest rates, which um, I think are here to stay for several years, mm. um, it's got a, a very bright future. Right. I mentioned earlier a uh, North Queensland project. So, can you tell us about that one? 
Yeah, so that's our third major project. Uh, as we discussed, um, uh, two projects in the Laverson district in Western Australia and our third core project is up in the North Queensland district. Um, we've got a thousand square kilometres completely surrounding Evolution's Mount Carlton mine just near Townsville. Now it's worth touching on uh, the way that uh, that ground uh, acquisition came about. Um, our chairman, uh, Mr John Turpu, was previously the managing director of Conquest Mining oh, that right. uh, 10 years ago mm -hmm. uh, made the discovery of Mount Carlton. Um, and as it turns out, um, Conquest then became Evolution Mining. So John stepped off the board, Jake Klein stepped in, the company changed its name to Evolution, uh, but it's actually the same, the same ABM. Mm. But through that success, um, you know, obviously John um, has uh, had some money to come on board as our major shareholder and, 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 and have a second go at it, but also the knowledge that he acquired around um, the potential of that district and, um, and the contacts in the, in the geological community up that way meant that John was able to assemble that um, thousand square kilometres over the ensuing years and, uh, and bring them into Great Southern. So we've put an, on place, uh, we just hired a Argentinian um, um, geologist who's an expert in, in these intrusive related gold systems. He's full-time on the ground in Queensland um, and he's been on board a similar time to myself. Uh, we're wrapping uh, teams of um, uh, uh, soil samplers and geologists around Octavio and he's out ground truthing all of those targets on that ground. Um, some of those targets have come from a hyperspectral survey that was uh, co-funded by Evolution and, um, and also uh, through our own soil sampling. Uh, we've got a number of targets that are lighting up. And we've set Octavio a task to uh, go through and prioritise and rank all of those targets. And um, our objective is to uh, have them all drill ready and to be drilling the best of those targets when the wet season breaks. Um, in uh, by quarter two next calendar year. Um, so that's real elephant country up that part of the world. Um, this isn't a case of um, drilling a long strike of existing mines <laughs> like the Cockpit Find or, or taking a, um, an oxide gold deposit through an open pit development like we're doing at Monami. This is real greenfield discovery stuff, but um, um, it's a good place to go looking for gold deposits because... Uh, uh, typically, they're more than a million ounces, so uh, mm. that's what you find. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the, uh, when you look at the company's uh, market cap, um, justifiable on WA assets, obviously, do you think there's much in the current market cap for the Queensland project? Yeah, look, I think the way to look at it, and I think the way that it's priced into our, our share price, um, yeah, is, is, it's pretty well a bonus, I, I, is the way I would look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that we're deploying our capital across our, our different projects, uh, probably most of our um, drilling capital over the summer will be going into uh, the Laverton projects as we work up those targets in the background of Queensland. So I think you're quite right. That hasn't really um, hit the radar. But, um, you know, with um, a full-time exploration manager on the ground and uh, two mapping crews uh, supporting him, um, investors can look forward to uh, that taking a more prominent um, role in our um, promotion and uh, in our, um, in our um, market capitalisation. Mm -hmm. And sorry, just in terms of drilling, that's first half of next year, uh, calendar year, potentially? 
Yeah, that's the plan. So, um, like I say, we've got um, at least 20 targets that all need to be ground truth and prioritised and ranked. And uh, the best targets are those. It's our intention. Um, you know, obviously we can't drill when it's raining up in North Queensland in January, February, March. Uh, but come April, um, it's our intention to um, uh, prioritise the top two or three targets and, um, and do some drill testing. Okay. And the plan is to move forward with those on a 100% basis or would you look for yeah, JV partners? 100% owned. Um, mm. But as I mentioned, I think that is the key, you know, strategic advantage that Great Southern has. Three mm. big gold projects all with nearby neighbours with hungry mills. So we yeah. mentioned that Regis adjacent to Cox's Find, who would love some high grade. We mentioned there's Granny Smith right next to Monami, who would, um, um, which is underutilised. And then up in North Queensland, um, we're right next door to Evolution, who has their Mount Carlton mine. Look, Mount Carlton's been in operation um, uh, for many years now. It's now a mature mine. It's getting towards the end of its mine life. And um, so, you know, once again, a discovery there um, could be um, the difference between um, seeing that mill continuing to um, operate or um, having to um, be shuttered. Right. Okay. All right. So, just to bring it all together, what should investors look out for, say, over the next three to six months? Yeah. Look, um, with our announcement today that drilling is resuming at Cox's Fine, uh, they can look forward to progress updates and uh, results as they come come to hand. Uh, they can also look forward to a regular news flow around the development piece around Monami. So there'll be regular updates as we tick those boxes, as we complete the heritage, as we complete the environmental surveys, as right. we complete technical studies, and as we submit our approvals documentation. Um, there's a whole steady flow of news flow that will um, uh, play out over, over the next six months. Um, and then that'll nicely lead into the North Queensland piece um, where um, uh, there'll be additional um, drilling being added to the, the portfolio um, in about six months' time. So I think it's going to be one to watch where I know investors love regular news flow. And look, you know, we have spent uh, a couple of uh, months since I've joined just squaring away the strategy, which is, is now um, squared away and approved by the board. Uh, but now as I look forward, I think um, there'll be um, um, exciting announcements every two or three weeks um, um, right into the foreseeable future right through the summer and, and, and well into 2021. Right, okay. Fantastic. All right, very interesting story, Sean. Um, love the strategy about doing everything up nice and close to some hungry mills uh, to get down that uh, monetization pathway and lots to look at uh, forward to on the exploration front, it seems. So with that, I'm going to say thanks for your time today and uh, best of luck with it. Yeah, lovely chatting to you, Barry. Thank you very much. <laughs>